Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Susan. And I'm Eric. Way it's been a while, huh? <laughs> ah, it's been, I think, eight episodes of The Walking Dead, right? When was uh, it? Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, Fear the Walking Dead has been an enormous. I thought you were referring to us talking to each other. We talked over well, the uh, Game too, of Thrones. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but uh, yes, it has definitely been a long time since we talked That's about right. Fear yeah. the Walking Dead. Yeah, and we I had do... everybody on for, for the the finale of Game of Thrones. <laughs> that was fun. Mm-hmm. And did you see the nominations real quick on that? So it's definitely the industry is recognizing the genius oh, yeah. that that show was. And it's been mm-hmm. nominated, I think, a record-breaking right. time. Th- 32. Uh, number of times. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And Kelly's been on vacation, so we haven't had a chance to talk about all that yet. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, Fear the Walking Dead got nominated for nothing. Oh, not really? For the, not for not the even for the trying. little shorts or anything, you know? Because like, I think in previous seasons, it did get some nominations for like for the, the shorts, the, yeah. the video shorts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they did one. Did they do one this season? I don't. You're right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I do remember where we left off on Fear the Walking Dead of they better not keep their asses in that warehouse or I'm going to riot. And hey, uh, they, they definitely got away from the warehouse. They sure as the heck did, man. You start and out with they the got first... in a plane crash. <laughs> yeah, you start out with the first episode. That's crazy. plane crash and you're just mm-hmm. going, what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. Um. And then you find out that there's radioactive zombies, which, right. of course, I giggle at because of my Z right. Nation past when I Z had... Z Nation did it first. Yeah, <laughs> Resurrection Z. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was the first. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Though I will say, I feel these zombies are a little more menacing because you can't tell they have radiation yeah. poisoning until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that first episode kind of I kind of got back into this. I'm like, what's going on? Where's half our cast? Did yeah. something happen? And yeah, we then jump into time. And yeah. then and then, then Morgan started with his speeches. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Did he start on episode one? This again. Um I I don't know if it was episode one, but you know. He he did start with with the as as bald move calls it morgalizing, and we we thought we'd gotten away from that <laughs> when when he was on The Walking Dead. So I liked his uh, morgalizing on The Walking Dead, though. Did he you? Well, was he just as preachy as he is on this show? Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? They didn't concentrate him on him as much on Fear the Walking Dead. Whereas here, I feel they're giving him a little more screen time. Him and, uh, of course, Alicia, I feel are the two yeah. the two leads of this show. You know what right. I mean? But now that Daniel's back, do you think he'll have a bigger role again? Um, no, I think Daniel. I think I I will. I could totally be wrong about this, but I feel like the actor doesn't want to commit to be full time. I could totally okay. be wrong. The next half of the season, he's geared up to be on every episode. But at the same mm-hmm. time, he could just go off 
you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like behind the scenes, I don't know if he wants to be committed. You know, he has his band that he's oh, in. And, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you don't know that because I learned that at Comic-Con, which we'll get into in a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, so remind me to talk about that real quick. Yeah. So he's got other things going on. And, and so I don't know if he wants to commit to being in that Atlanta heat. <laughs> no, not Atlanta. This no, they're Texas. they're in Texas. It's just yeah. as bad. <laughs> Which is this is bad. Yeah, I forget yeah. that the shows. Sometimes I forget that the shows are split. Uh, definitely, they do look different. I just you mm-hmm. know in the universe, you just kind of, you start to get a little blurry eyed on uh, which Except, episode is which. And yeah, but I I don't know. I know they're filming in you know the Austin area, the Hill Country, but. I, I don't know if that was the actual landscape out there, you know, because, you know, they had to fly over a mountain, fly out over a mountain. There's no uh, mountains in Texas, are there? I'm the, sure there the are. It's hill, hill country. Yes. So Of Texas, the hill country of Texas. Yeah. And so they're not mountains, they're hills. So. <laughs> hey, in some rickety ass plane that they put together. Uh, yeah any yeah. hill would be terrifying true um so what did you let's just do a overall where there so you back in it you in it to win it i was in the beginning but then it got the the, the whole thing with the plane just it's like are you kidding me <laughs> well what do you mean what part of it are they well, they they basically the put together right yeah. the believability. They put together well, I know zombies, yeah. whatever. Um, they put together a plane in a day, yeah. and well, none of these yeah. people have any kind of, you know, mechanical know how, and um, you know, and they they all survived. <laughs> the, yeah, you know that is a little. The you plane know, didn't like, fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> You have to take a leap of okay, yeah, yeah. That was a big leap of faith because you didn't even see one welder. Like right. they needed they, like some definitely. shots, of sparks, like sparks, and somebody welding. Because how mm-hmm. how would they have put that together? It's not a glider, right? It would have fallen apart when they yeah, got up to speed in a heartbeat because all the wings shattered off anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they could say they bolted them, but they didn't bolt them because they were ripped. Off. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That was a little wonky. Um, though I gotta admit that beer bottle, uh, hot air balloon. Oh my god, that nice, even more ridiculous. Oh, come on, it was a great moment. That's more believable than the plane, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because you could find that it It has propane, it has gas, propane tanks, whatever it uses, yeah, helium to whatever it uses to lift up, and you just turn it on and go. And then it lifts off. You know what I mean? That's more, yeah. that was more believable than, than the airplane. But you know? And it was a fun sight gag. <laughs> it, it was fun, but the, yeah, the, the effects were kind of bad with that too. It's like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, we know it's a green screen, but it could have been done uh, better than that. Yeah. But especially I know. when they cut, cut, cut to the close-ups of them in it. Didn't you feel mm-hmm. it was like an old Willy Wonka or? Yes, I thought Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a little odd how you just felt that it was a visual effect, and it's mm-hmm. such a it's such an easy thing to to um, yeah. There was something maybe they lost the light and they had to shoot it in fake. I don't know. Yeah, something seemed weird about that, and because it yeah. is easy, to, it is easy to fake. You just put them 20 feet in the air or 10 feet in the oh, yeah, air yeah. and you put your cameras 
you know, up there with them, the, it's to avoid the ground, mm -hmm. you know, and you shoot up and then there it is. But okay. I think they also, um, probably their second thing is if they shot up, you'd see the top of the balloon and then they run into that problem. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so I, yeah, Maybe the weather yeah. Was bad, they had to go inside and do it. But, now. you know, I, you know, after, you know, me, I work on these shows. So I, I, I sometimes give these visual. But if it looks bad to me. Pass. Yeah, I know. know. Okay, well, that's it. You know that, and that is absolutely fair. Yeah, because anything that breaks your your illusion of of the mm -hmm. believability of the show, you know, um, it hurts the show. So I agree, and I, I always say that in the cutting room. You know, when I get a little look or a little lecture about the visual effects, and I'm being too picky about them, and it's like, no, I, I need these visual effects to be the best they can be so mm -hmm. that we can have people at home believe what I'm making them think is right. real, you know? And, and you know, they did the, um, I did see the behind the scenes thing about how they did the scenes in the plane. Oh. Um, with that, that little. Yeah, the end, when they finally took off at the end, because that was really cool. Yeah, the and the and the turbulence and all yeah. of that stuff and did they, um, so how they do they, it? They I, had it. Yeah. They had it up like it was on a set. This the whole like fuselage of the plane mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. up on this thing that would rock it back and forth and all of that. So that was all all the bumps and everything were real. <laughs> so yeah, as a matter of fact, the the actors uh here let me get this uh a uh, june and garrett the characters june and garrett you remember he proposes to her and they went to oh, kiss yeah, yeah. the mm -hmm. plane actually bounced as they kissed and they banged their teeth mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. and it kind of startled them and that's what's in the show you actually see that moment yeah yeah um, that was nice yeah it was cute it was a cute moment mm -hmm. um uh, of course, uh, uh, Luciana, I thought she was on her way out uh, because of her injury, but she seems to be hanging yeah. in there. So we've <laughs> once again got this huge cast and nobody's dying. <laughs> right. You, you think some of the kids uh, would getting, have died. <laughs> and it's getting bigger as we speak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, come mm -hmm. on, knock off a kid or two. Let the stakes be even higher. <laughs> Especially when the treehouse, you know, when they zombies were breaking through the treehouse. I those mean, come those on. kids were just pissing me off anyway. Why were why were they pissing you off? Just for Acting being so stupid or? and stubborn. Mm. But I know they were written that way in the script. But Yeah. <laughs> and so I yeah. guess the actors yeah. did well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well they had a great place to live. Mhm. Mm and mm -hmm. we found out that they were the ones that were stringing along the zombies now were they was that their guts or was it they were just piercing them with with I wire or string it was I a think, great visual but do you think they yeah. were also cutting off their heads and putting them up in the trees i mean these kids are morbid <laughs> yeah well you know that is really terrifying if yeah. those kids were doing that but you, you know what they've been this this all started when they were like you know, little. So this is normal to them. So it, that Ugh. would be no big deal for them to do that. Yeah, but they lost their parents to the radiation and watched their parents die in turn. Mm -hmm. Or at least the one girl, I guess the one girl did. 
Because she said mm-hmm. she went back, but I don't think anybody else did, right? So I, she had to yeah, watch her and, parents die or put her parents down. I don't know which. <laughs> no, she didn't because our characters put all those parents down when they came across the campsite. Right. Okay. I don't know. I just think for kids to be that morbid, it's it's like, wow. But then at the same time, it's like, well, you know, it's a place that's safety and you know, like it definitely, if I came across that, I definitely would not be going forward. I'd be like, okay, let's go this way. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, it would, it worked on me. I could tell you that much. Mm-hmm. And know? yeah, it's, it was pretty surprising how the, it's like, wait a minute, because we know that these, the, the walkers, whatever, they degrade over time, they decompose and all of that. And so, yeah, their guts would, be not be strong enough to hold them You're right. together They're, like well, that. never they never would be strong enough to hold them right. can you imagine <laughs> like can you imagine though like physically doing that no physically doing that i'm sorry no mm-hmm. i mean i don't know well you know we're not in a zombie apocalypse yet i'll keep that in mind though because you do you know i keep thinking about it every once in a while i'm like well how would you really keep yourself safe and always have yeah. your hidden your hidden place where you you could be like 100% unvisited or somebody stumbling upon you or this or yeah, that and you, you know have what i mean to have your, your underground bunker <laughs> right but even then you come up and if somebody Maybe. sees you come up then oh, yeah, it's yeah. all over yeah. you know cuz that's what i was thinking you know and i get that from i think the movie the road they found an underground bunker uh and that was a post-apocalyptic there weren't any zombies Uh, okay but Mm uh but yeah they had an underground bunker and i think they came up and they got seen and they lost the bunker you know okay yeah um so you know it's like i'm like okay how do i keep safe from that and (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like yeah it's good that these shows bring up um those kind of thoughts, you know, like how would mm-hmm. I survive this or how would, how would mm-hmm. this work for me? Um, but I, um, uh, uh, another surprise for the season was though, bringing in Dwight, uh, yeah. into, into the show. And I think right. that's, a, that's a good ad. Um, because Dwight doesn't carry any of the baggage, um, that he did from the walking dead. Cause these guys don't know Morgan well, knows. A little he bit, did in the beginning, you know, because you know, he was trying to find his wife. So, yeah, he was a little mean or nasty, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, you know, I don't know. I, I When I saw some photos of when he first met, um, when he first met Daryl, it's like, oh, yeah, I wanted this guy dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I wanted him. I wanted. And then he, uh, he killed. I wanted, he killed the doctor, the first doctor over there. And uh, yeah, what was her niece? Was that? Yeah, her name? I don't even remember. I mean, <laughs> I really wanted this guy dead, and so for them to slowly work us around to now we like him and we want him to live and find his wife and his wife that that, that he that. gave up mm-hmm. that he gave up to Negan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or she gave herself up to Negan so he would live. But I don't you know. know. Maybe that that actress is working on other projects, so that's why he can't find her yet. <laughs> would be neat to see him. It would be neat to see him reunited. 
I think that it would, would be, be cool. yeah. Though to tell you the truth, she better have gotten out of that area, and I don't know how she got out of that area. Right. But, uh, but maybe she got out before the roads were washed out. Because wasn't it the storm in the right, previous season? Right, the storm on one it? side, the yeah, all right, nuclear so, plant on the other yeah. side, and mountains on the. <laughs> so. The one good, the one good thing about the nuclear plant, I will say, is that this this, this is the first time, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, where you did see, um, the collapse of civilization. Like if we're not around to maintain mm-hmm. these things, this is exactly what would happen. The power plants would explode, yeah, you know, and things like that. So it was really neat to, uh, to see that, yeah. you know. And, and did you see uh, Chernobyl? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it would be. Yeah. You know, that kind of, I, I have seen Chernobyl and that kind of heightened the, mm-hmm. uh, the uh you got to get out of there <laughs> yeah 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 you know it would just be a complete there would be areas in the united states that would just be uh, you couldn't even get near you know but, yeah and i don't know how far away they flew but i don't know if that's going to be far enough especially oh. since you know this is just that one power plant in texas and then there are there are probably others in Texas, there are others in other states. So, you know, where are they going to go? And others yeah. in other countries. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we've never really known if other countries were affected by this. Right. Right. We don't know. Yeah. We do know in the in, in Z Nation, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we know it was a global thing. But in this, uh, it, it could be contained. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one, you know, they like to split our characters up, probably just to help with the budget, but also writing wise. Well, it helps writing too. Cause you yeah, get too yeah. Many characters to focus on. Right. But I think the episode was called "The End of Everything," if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, is that right? Uh, where oh. um, where mm-hmm. Al. Uh, get separated from the group in episode yeah. one or two. Yeah, and that then, was a great episode. Yeah, and then we find that she meets this pilot. Who is this? The pilot that might be connected to where? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, to where Rick Grimes. Yeah, is being where Rick Grimes is. Mm-hmm. And that'll be a movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, so, in theaters. Yeah, that's some more Comic Con. Uh, news we'll talk about in a second so um yeah so and then the the way they if you don't get back here we're not gonna let you back in is that what they were asserting to her helicopter and you better get back here in a certain amount of time or that's it you're you know yeah so that and i wonder if that was because of the nuclear threat or or what Mm -mm. i mean if they if maybe they're going in underground or whatever no i think they have the fight club policy fight club policy yeah you don't talk about it you don't talk about where you came from you don't talk about what we are and if you go out and you cannot complete your uh mission uh then you've been compromised and we're not going to let you back in okay like you have a certain amount of time to get in and out and if you're if you're not back you're compromised something's happened Mm because there should be no reason why uh you can't get in and out and do your thing. So I think they treat it like that, that something has happened and you're compromised and we can't trust you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, 
that's that that was the way I took it, you know. Which would make absolute sense if it take if you go out on a mission, they know it should take a certain amount of time, and you don't come back, or you're a little late. Something's happened. You've told yeah, somebody, something, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in fact, she has kind of, <laughs> hasn't she? She she did. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that'll come up maybe in the second half of the season, you think, or maybe later, another, maybe in season six. Uh, Season six or even after the movie. Yeah. Maybe that was a good hint of, we'll see this character again. Great actress. So I I would like to see her again. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of feel, yeah, I kind of feel that you, that was a setup for the the movie. Yeah. And, and let me also say that i've i've been rewatching lost i'm i'm still in like the middle of season 1 and it's amazing how much uh Mag- maggie grace how much her acting has in- improved <laughs> she's or you know maybe she just has better material i don't know <laughs> but i i do like or her character maybe, maybe it's the blonde thing right when she's blonde she's not that great of an actress and when she's dark haired she's an amazing actress (laughs) maybe maybe. i don't i don't know no i don't know i could i i I couldn't believe that that was her right like i know i know this actress where have i seen this actress from Mm -hmm. and then when we figured it out i was just like oh wow yeah okay so but that was that's been 10 years right since lost it's been longer. It's been 15. It's it was 2004 yeah. that, that it premiered. Like crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. That is really crazy. Well, I will say that overall, the first half of this season was interesting. It's, you know, it's just too preachy. I If I hear one more speech of, well, guess we got to save them. <laughs> do, 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 I'm just going to throw up. I mean, I just, as a matter of fact, it even watered down. Is anybody out there? I think that was the episode where, where um, June and Garrett. No, it must have been the Channel Four. June and Garrett can't get back to each other, you know. And he's giving his big speech. You know, you got to go on without me. Da da da. It's like I really oh, yeah, love yeah. that scene. Trying to get back of, to the point. Yeah, but because of all the preaching from all the other episodes preceding it, and even in that episode, I think. It's like, oh, another, I'm going to die. I can't get back. You know, it's like, oh, enough, enough. So it took away a little bit of that moment. Now, luckily they, as the actors managed to, I just think it would have been more impactful for me if the rest, you know, it's come on, Morgan, stop preaching. Come on, uh, Alicia, stop. Just stop. Come on, Victor, stop preaching. Oh, everybody, (laughs) just stop it. Especially, um. Uh, uh, Charlie and uh, uh, Daniel, you know, Daniel, oh, I'm back. Charlie Satan is like, oh, boy. Yeah. You know, I don't know well, what he's, it is. He's got another daughter now that he can. Oh, uh, my God. You know, it. it's like, it's not earned. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the one thing about. I'm going to go on a tangent here to another show. <laughs> Which would be because which is Euphoria. Oh, on I haven't HBO. watched it. Yeah, I haven't watched it's, it yet. Yeah. Coleman Domingo is also in that. And uh-huh. and he's preachy in that because he's, you know, the um, father, isn't he? No, he's the sponsor, you know, uh-huh. or like 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sponsoring the okay. twelve step group. Yeah, she's yeah. got to get her shit together. So he's meant yeah. to be preachy. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's okay. It's okay there. So yeah. <laughs> well, what it is, what it is, is you're in a post-apocalyptic yeah world. All right, you're starting to lose your moral compass, especially Alicia, Daniel, uh, Luciana. Didn't she lose it a little for a while there? Yeah, maybe, I think maybe not. Morgan do. lost it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like that's why you're still alive. So yeah, you should stick your neck out and hope that you can trust people enough to save them, but also realize you've got to do a lot of testing in order to trust these people to bring them into the fold. And mm-hmm. yeah, if it means putting your neck out to save some kids because you know a nuclear explosion is coming off or Morgan going in. It was nice Morgan going in and rescuing uh, the girl who from the, you know, from that. I didn't, I don't think I, I don't think I minded that speech because it felt deserved. You know, you gotta, you gotta come with me. There's nothing here left for you now. Right. You know, that was earned because the damn thing's going to blow up. She's done what she can do. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, enough is enough. You got to come, you know? So that one was like, okay, but not, oh, (laughs) we got to do. And then his final speech, what was it? We got to do, we got to do, I realize, you know what I realized? I'm just going to paraphrase something like this. (laughs) You know what I realized? I realized that we got to save ourselves first and then save others. Well, no shit. Right. Put your mask on before you put. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. no shit. And that's that's where the Walking Dead got over that real quick by saying there's the questions we need to ask first. So instead of becoming preachy and saying, well, we got to save these people. It's no, no, just ask them the questions. Have you ever killed a human? Have you ever, you know, or living, you know, da, 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 da. those those questions will lead you into what the character is. And make you trust or not trust them to begin with. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't trust anybody in the post-apocalyptic <laughs> exactly. world. So exactly. even at, and look at what the kids did. The kids did a lot of right. you know, chaos Can and almost killed them. some of our characters. Right. You know? But then finally when she got him into that gas station, I think it was. And that then then you have that okay. Then you have that great speech. Once again, then you have the great speech, the two characters together. I get it. I lost my mom. You lost your mom. That's the place where you get preachy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I get what you're going through. We lost our parents and we're trying to survive and we're trying to lead and we're trying. That's where you do it. Not all this. Oh, (laughs) so I hope the second half does more. Do do the preachiness through action. Let the situation develop mm-hmm. to where you get preachy. Don't sit there and be on a walking and say, I was thinking. You know what I was thinking? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Let me get fast forward on the thing, you know, on the remote control. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I hope it does get better the second half. But at least they're watching it. Yeah. <laughs> To me, they're on the upswing now. They are the show, you know, by third season was like, we're done. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we're not enjoying this. And then when they put introduced Morgan, we were like, hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's just started 
going up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And let's see what the second half is. The second half, they've already teased that, what is it, a map to an oil refinery? Oh, yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then that's like, and they have to work together or fight or, you know. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they did mention that as, yeah, we'll as a thing yeah because mm -hmm. you know that's that's one of the things that you know when we were watching uh z nation brad mentioned that you know that, you know they wouldn't even be able to do that this is how many years into the uh zombie apocalypse yeah. and uh and and the gas is still good no that wouldn't work mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's one of the things that brad called out as not being a thing and then here in in this universe there they've got a refinery going mm. so you know they they are in the they are in the past now of the walking dead we were for one well, season at the same been a couple of years same, you know well it has no i'm just saying that for a while we were pre walking dead equal to walking dead and now walking dead is yeah, in yeah. the future because uh, yeah, Walking Dead took it what six years mm -hmm. jump time jump. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, and, and let me as we transition into uh, Comic Con. Um, also, um, if if people didn't know that the Walking Dead comic has ended, oh my gosh, I was shocked to hear that. I mean, it makes yeah. absolute sense. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it makes absolute sense because he needs to concentrate on the shows the the, the walking oh, dead universe is so expanding that and he yeah. is part of the writing process is he? that yeah okay. that i think he comes i yeah i don't i don't know if he's doing I, I have you seen his credit on any writing but i think he sits down with the showrunners and they're arcing out the whole universe well i know that scott, scott dimple is is in charge mm -hmm. of being you know the um he, he's in charge of being keeping the continuity in the walking dead tv universe mm -hmm. and but i, I think I he's the, he's the right hand man i think together is. they map out i think they map out everything together yeah, yeah because yeah. he's he created the comic books he knows these characters more than anybody they've tried to yeah, but veer, I thought they were. They've tried to veer the show into the comic books more. Well, you know, I, you know I, mean? I thought they were just doing the shows based on the comic books universe and not, well, because, you know, I mean, back in in the first season and the first episode, they, they went off book, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, but then, but then you notice that the comic books, they've been coming back to the comic books but they have to alter them because they took that different path yeah you know yeah. they have to slightly adjust them to fit the universe that they they now fit so things okay. aren't quite happening the same but yet all the villains are the same the whispers and True. all that stuff True. negan and and uh uh the governor and stuff so i i truly believe that he's a big voice in, in that universe. Well, in the, um, in the walking dead panel, did they say how many more years it's going to go on? I, uh, I was trying to remember, but I think, 
What did they have a three-year pickup? Oh wow! I don't know. Why? Where did I hear that? If I heard I it off on episode nine, maybe they had that. I know they've. I know that they're going to hit twelve for sure. I, mm -hmm. I just read that somewhere. Heard that okay. somewhere that they're okay. going to get to twelve. But they've got fear, which I think is doing really well for them. They're going into a sixth yeah. season, yeah. and they're going to start another show did right. you know about that yeah that was announced at comic-con no, so what did starting... they say about that they didn't say much and they didn't do any teasers or anything they just oh, said okay. it's going to be in a completely other area we're going to start i think gail ann hurt said we're going to start shooting oh, i can't remember where she said but i felt like up north more you know it's going to be completely separate from yeah from the mm -hmm. other two universes and what did oh she so they'll have like a real winter <laughs> oh and it's supposed to take place this is the second this is the first generation so this is going to even take place in the future in front of uh uh beyond the walking dead oh so you're going to actually have a whole generation of kids uh or young adults that uh were born okay. after the apocalypse so like if if judith went if she's gr grown up and yeah that's okay. a good example yeah. yeah yeah that's a that's a great and you know they could they could actually oh, yeah they do could. An older judith you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah. <laughs> and she's actually i'm not, you know and all they'd have to say is i'm not going to speak of the past <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's yeah. it. So yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be uh even in the future of The Walking Dead. And, With, and having read the uh the end of the Walking Dead comic, I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> so it left it open for something? Yeah. Mm hmm So just I, I like how it ended. That's that's all I'm gonna All right, so a lot of people didn't die. That's good. So <laughs> Or I maybe a lot of people can't that. answer that. <laughs> huh? You know, I can't answer that. <laughs> I know, but that's always the thing. It's like, okay, how they end that? Because that'll probably be how they end The Walking Dead, you know? But if you if you really want to know, I'll tell you off the podcast. <laughs> well, no spoiler alerts on the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not going to even talk about it on the podcast. But it was, it was big news that he stopped writing. I mean, to me, <clears throat> it makes sense. They're expanding the universe theatrically and on television they're going to have three shows going a feature maybe two features maybe three features at some point well um, and even in the, the written and i think there's a book or something that's being developed yeah yeah so and he can always go back to the comic books that's the thing it's it's almost well, like um what's his name in the game of thrones yeah i it's mean like, he has other well, I mean, well, let's not, you know, yeah, Game of I mean, he's, he's written this, you know, that, that the first volume of the uh, Targaryen history, the 700 page fire and blood, and then there's another volume of that coming out. And then, you know, we, we still don't have the winds of winter. Right. <laughs> and all he has to do is since it's been betrayed on, on, on the, on the screen, is take that plot line, fill it out even more, and the things you didn't like, change, no, and then you're ready not, to rock and roll. Right, but that might not be the way that he was going. And plus, you know, the yeah, but I do believe. But I do believe. Yeah, but I do believe that he stopped. 
because they all caught up to each other. And again, on that show, they consulted him on the characters and where he kind of thought they should go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So he, I think he was involved in, in the production of that show too. If, if anything of just speaking of how he felt his character should go. So that's the way I feel with the comic book. Stop it. Let these worlds develop even more, maybe even make comic books that are perfectly in line with the show that you show a season of the show and then you have a comic book that yeah. gives and you more information or trails off in another si- you know, side ramp to yeah. something. You know, there, so there have been um, comic book adaptations, adaptations right. of the show. Yeah. Right. But he can also, yeah, so I, it just makes sense. It makes absolute sense that he's just going to be too busy with this big, I mean, he, he must be, I, I can't even imagine how good it must feel to watch your little baby, your weird, quirky zombie comic book just turn into this um, franchise. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, and he probably that stares at his house and his nice car and his bank account and just says, I never in a million years thought I would, it would do this. I mean, it was a little zombie comic book. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. It's just, uh, it's one of those like, you know, Hollywood, you know, uh, what AK Roland, Roland, Roland. Yeah. The Harry Potter things. You know what I mean? It's just crazy when these, these franchises explode Mm -hmm. into the society and society disembraces them as well as they do. So congratulations and hats off. I mean, it's just, and we're watching them, (laughs) you know? So Comic-Con news, I got in the Hall H, which was a major feat. How long uh, were you I wasn't in line long. As a matter of fact, I had all these panels I did want to go to in Hall H. Um, and I kind of, you know, well, let's say. And I looked at the line and I was really baffled. It wasn't um, maybe 500 people in front of me, less maybe. It wasn't anything that wasn't too, if you know Comic-Con out there and you're listening to this, there's a main tent that lines directly up into the hallway. You just walk out of the tent and into the building and into the, the hall H. If you're in that space, you consider yourself pretty close. Like you'll get in and then it, and then it winds off another 3000 people more under these tents. You know what I mean? And so the line was pretty much under the one tent and I'm like going, this is really strange. And it wasn't even full all the way. Now, which so, day was this? This was on Friday. Okay. And so, what, what were all the panels that were in there that day? Well, we had the fear. They had something before fear, which I don't remember what it was. And then they had fear, the walking dead, the walking dead, the watchers, which is a new Netflix show. Watchmen. Uh, the what? No, it's not the Watchmen. It's, it's a new oh, show okay. on Netflix with the guy who plays Superman currently. Um, and it is kind of a Game of Thrones uh, type thing. And then we and then we had the Dark Crystal. And then I think it went into Game of Thrones for that day. Really? Um, yeah. So and maybe know, people like, were waiting to get in line later. Man. No, 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 no. You can you clearly do not understand Comic-Con and Hall H. OK, you get yeah. in the Hall H. You camp out there. <laughs> You okay. stay all day. 
if you want to see Game of Thrones, you get there and you watch all the panels ahead of Game of Thrones. You know what okay. I mean? To have mm-hmm. your seat. And uh, every time a panel ends, you hope to move closer because there's mm-hmm. 6,000 people in this hall. Yeah. So amazing. you are really far back. I, I think I sent you a picture of how far back I was. Uh, luckily, they have big screens, so you you know you don't feel you feel like you're part of it. Um, okay. So this was so packed, and I think everybody was there for Game of Thrones because whenever a panel <laughs> ended, nobody got up. Okay, yeah, <laughs> people so got up all in the there. back. Okay. People got up in the back, but nobody got up any further than I got. Mm-hmm. No really good seats that people get up from and leave. So, so would it be better for them to have like these earlier in the day? Have these in the morning? What, or, the big panels in the morning? Yeah, would that make so a that difference? It clears out? No, no, of course not. You know, because okay. um, you don't know how to judge who's a fan of what. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And like I said, you get in the Hall H, you're there to stay in Hall H. Because Hall H is the, well, Hall H is the cream of the crop. Like on Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. was the start of Star Trek Discovery, then the introduction of Picard and Below Deck. So Mm -hmm. I think. What's Below Deck? Below Deck is a new show from from Star Trek because, you know, they're they're doing the same thing. They're creating all these different shows. So I think it's just a, it's, I think it's going to be animated. I didn't get into oh. that panel, so I didn't hear much, and I haven't had a chance to go online and find out. So oh, okay. they're they're doing the, yeah, they're doing yeah, and they're gonna they're doing the Walking Dead type thing. They're just branching off all these shows, and I guess whatever sticks, they'll keep them on, and whatever doesn't, they'll take off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And um, so yeah, so we got in and got in halfway through the Walking Dead uh, Fear the Walking Dead panel. Um, okay, but it was so it was so cool to see everybody up there. I mean. Mm-hmm. Especially looking, I mean, uh, uh, Luciana was in this gold and white dress, I think, and she was just like, "Wow, stunning!" You know, because normally no, you see her all dirty. <laughs> they clean, they do. The cast cleans up very well, and then I can never get used to their real voices and accents. Oh, yeah. You know, like <laughs> Alicia and her. Was right, she Australian or? Yeah. yeah. So I can never get used to that, uh, Morgan. <laughs> Very English, oh, right? Yes, yes, yes. very important. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that was great. So, getting to that, um, uh, the actor who plays uh, Daniel, he talked about um, how he has this band, mm-hmm. and that he's been doing a lot of touring. So that made me believe that that's why we've uh, seen okay. it, you know. But hopefully, I think the I think a fan asked him that: Will we see your music? You playing something in the show? Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden he. Well, we know that he has this beautiful record collection and eclectic taste. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And then Dwight, believe it or not, lives in Texas, and he's the only one that can just go home at night every night and be with his family. So he loves being on the show. Okay, no wonder he so, switched. <laughs> yeah, this is a dream come true for him because he can work and live. Uh, close to the set, and mm-hmm. as you know, all these actors fly in from yeah. from everywhere, you know, to do these shows, and they have to set, you know, they have to have a home away from home for five or six months out of the year. 
you know, especially yeah. the ones in Atlanta, you know, um, and that gets tough, especially mm-hmm. if you have families, you know, that gets really tough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then they talked about the, uh, uh, the actor who plays Logan, you know, Max Headroom. I don't <laughs> think he was there, but they just talked about how he's, he's an added energy and that we're going to be seeing more of him in the second half of the season. And that's pretty, right. pretty cool. Cause I do, I really do like him as an actor and I think he can add, you know, a, a anti-hero uh, type vibe to the show yeah. for next year. And, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't really bring on an actor like that and just have him show up in one or two episodes. Right. Right. So, you know, and then of course the whole thing was Chris Hayes was, uh, is it Chris Hayes? Is that right? Uh, was doing the, uh, MC, you know, being the, uh, panel you know, host. Hardwick. That's right. Thank you. Uh, Chris Hayes is the guy on MSNBC <laughs> that, oh, okay. I like, that I like just as much. Uh, so yeah, so it was kind of like being on a uh, talk, being on a Talking Dead, uh, you yeah. know, episode for both panels because he, uh-huh. he he did both panels. And then who's the mm-hmm. girl that's on his show that will take over for Chris when he's oh, got yeah, something yeah. else to do? Yvette Nicole Brown. Yeah, she did. The Witchers, the uh, Netflix show, she did that panel and mm-hmm. she was, oh my God, I love her. She mm-hmm. is such a great host. And she, she uh, of course, the, I uh, can't remember the actor's name, who plays Superman. She was all over him, like just giving him the set. You, you can take off your shirt on the show a little more, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just so much fun. So then we went into, of course, oh, well, one of the reasons I don't remember much about the Fear of the Walking Dead panel, of course, they all sit there and talk about their characters. Well, I think that. So then it's more preaching. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, you know, she was lost. Oh, I will say uh, June, uh, the actress that plays June, she talked about how when she was shooting that walkie talkie scene, which was so great, that, of course, the actor wasn't on set with her. So probably the script supervisor was reading those lines. uh, And she said, she talked about how she really becomes one with the cameraman and the focus puller. And, and she says it becomes us three just working together to get the scene because they got to know if she's going to turn this way or turn that way or step backwards or step forward. You know, they got to rack the focus on the camera and the cameraman has to adjust to her, um, her improv or her, you know, however she decides to play the scene. And so she gave us that little behind the scenes feel of what it would be like for her to actually act out this emotional scene and yet have a camera and a focus puller right in front of her the whole time as she's acting out the scene and this uh, commented on how, how they've become her best buds mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on, on set because, you know, it is a team, an army that is doing the show that none of us get to see, yeah. you know, and how they are very respectful. Day. Yeah. And how they're very respectful uh, to that. And that now can yeah. lead us into the walking dead panel, which of course, now we've got the heavy hitters, the Carol, the Daryl, the Michonne, um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Judith was even there. Negan, Zadik, oh. <laughs> Beta, uh, Magna, you, Yomiko, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And then of course, uh, Jerry uh, filled the end. He's and then, of course, you had Gail, Gail Ann Heard there, which if you're 
a fan mm. of things that she's produced in the past um the abyss and terminator you know it's like oh my god it's gail ann hurt you know yeah. um you know so the heavy hitters came out and and also um you mentioned him earlier the guy who's running the universe of the walking dead he was there um, on scott the panel gimple. so yeah scott gimple was there so it was like all the heavy hitters and um some of the things that were good judith and i can't remember exactly what she said so you guys got to go on to youtube and watch the panel you can watch mm-hmm. it judith gave I think they asked her what weapon she would use in the Walking Dead universe. Oh, yeah. Like if uh-huh. she had to, you know, a typical Chris question. Yeah. She said something so funny that I missed it because the audience was just busting up so loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Daryl spoke, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Daryl. Uh, um, uh, Norm Doritas, right? Yeah. Uh, spoke um, about how he went back to how, once again, they talked about how great the crew is, you know, and how they'll give you your space if you need it because of the emotional toll that the show sometimes can have. Yeah. And I think he went back to when, I know he mentioned the Beth scene. Yes. He said in the Beth, you know, when he carried Beth out of the, the building, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that, he cried he he went to a certain part of the set and he just cried for hours getting Um, that emotions out so that way when you see him walk out you can just see that he's just wasted and spent and he says it it was so nice the crew just gave me that space i could just sit there and cry and nobody even nobody said anything to me they just walked by (laughs) and they let me get into that space to properly do the scene and yeah. I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty cool. And then uh, I, the, probably the most touching thing is they did confirm that this will be Michonne's last season on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, and, it's, as, and it's too bad that they had to do that because now everybody's going to be expecting, you know, expecting her to. Well, either- deny is a big actress now. <laughs> I know, I know. And she's yes, got to go really more, be a surprise. Pain, more pain pastures, including uh, Panther 2, <laughs> Black Panther know. 2. Movies, yeah. <laughs> you know, and of course, any spinoffs uh, in the Marvel Universe. Um, so, you know, she's she's got to be busy, you know. Um, but that's not to say that she might not show up in the movie. You know, we don't know. It, you know, they gave right. no hints of what's going to happen. She can do the Rick Grimes thing on us. Um, <laughs> my feeling is that I think they need to knock her out. You know, oh. um, it'll be horrible and hard, but we haven't had a death in a long time. <laughs> you got to kill somebody. Well, and considering what they, you know, they, they kind of, um, there, there were some bigger, uh, more major characters that they could have taken out with the, um, mm-hmm. the whisper mm-hmm. on a spike, you know, mm-hmm. um, that that are still there. You know, mm-hmm. there were some that they that went out in the comics that would have been big hits to uh, the show. 
Exactly. So, and then they showed, of course, the trailer for next season, and you're just like, bring it on and bring it on now. Because mm-hmm. it just looks great. I mean, you see, I mean, you can see it online, I'm sure. But at the time, we were the first to see it, and it, and they ran it twice, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it is such a, have you seen it? Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, yeah. You know, with <laughs> Michonne, with Negan's bat, with oh. Daryl coming after Negan. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, Carol and Daryl, their little lighthearted moment. Oh, here's another. Uh, it looks like we're going to be on the beach a little bit uh, next season. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. it looks like some kind of ship has washed ashore or something. I don't know what the hell's going on there. But there's some zombies coming out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got to take coming care of that. Of the ocean? Uh, oh, yeah. Walking yeah, out? Because, huh? Walking, Walking out, out, crawling out. Yeah. Oh. Um, because I mean, where have we seen this before? Did we see this in an earlier season of The Walking we, Dead? Why does it feel so familiar? Before we've seen some in the water. Yeah, before. but I thought they came out on the beach and went because what's the what's the ocean side? Is that <laughs> the name of the? Uh... Yeah, but the, no, but I'm thinking of a Romero movie where um, there's well, they they kind of. They're, they're, they they stop at the edge of the water and then the you know the zombies they they realize oh I can just walk and they they walk under you know of course they you know they can't swim and so they just walk on the um, bottom of the ocean yeah yeah to where yeah, the well, that was that was are. that TV that was that was also that TV show oh god what was it called with the cast from the two leads are from Saturday night live and they're in this kind of afterlife thing. And then the one character goes, well, follow me. And they walk into the ocean and then they're underwater (laughs) and they're just standing underwater with the coral and the fish flying by very, uh, Atlantis moment or, uh, whatever the damn movie is. Um, so yeah, cause they're in the afterlife, they're dead, Mm -hmm. you know, supposedly mm-hmm. so they can go anywhere on earth as ghosts and be anywhere they want to be okay um cool. yeah so that was kind of cool but yeah so it looks like we're going to be on the beach more uh what's the name of the town seaside oceanside yeah oceanside thank you so we're going to spend a little more time with those characters and maybe they get a run on um on their little town it looks like they do a little um it looks like they do a little uh, Game of Thrones thing in the trailer because oh. they have these shields and they're circling around each other. And then they open up and somebody comes out with a dagger and stabs a zombie. <laughs> so it's like, wow, you know, yeah. going back to medieval warfare, that would work. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. I it mean, would because and it would work very well. Because, I mean, do they have the uh, ammunition factory anymore? <laughs> And things to uh, t- things to make the uh, ammunition with anymore, you know? right? Right. But going back to the medieval warfare, where you have the shields and those long swords, mm-hmm. and you do that kind of um, uh, what do you call it? That kind of battling, or this is not really a good word for it, but that kind of um, strategic battle formation yeah. that would totally work in the apocalypse. 
You know, all you got to do is stab them in the head. And it's not like they're fighting back. You know, they're just walking up to you and trying to bite you. So it's not like they've got swords and, you know, things and trying to get kill you back. So, you know, other than biting you. <laughs> you so a with you that's, you know, it's not going to run out of ammunition, then you're fine. <laughs> right, exactly. So I thought that was pretty clever to see that now. Uh, and and we did establish in the uh, Walking Dead world that we do have blacksmiths up at Hilltop and they're making stuff. So it makes sense the 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 armor or the shields they have and things like that. So that'll be kind of cool to see. So there'll be it looks like there'll be some good action. It looks like they'll you know Alpha's coming back and she's you came over on my side and I'm gonna punish you. So somebody's gonna die. Um, <laughs> it looks like Daryl's fed up with Negan for some reason and they're gonna have it out um for some so, reason <laughs> <laughs> because megan's an asshole that's right why. exactly well yeah uh, you know he's the anti-hero now they've yeah. managed yeah. i wanted that little mofo dead in that first episode that he was introduced and they waited too long to take him out and now i'm like kind of like like him right <laughs> <laughs> so okay so besides these panels on Friday. What what else did you do at San Diego Comic Con? Well, then I didn't see the Game of Thrones. Okay, well, the one exciting thing is Dark Crystal. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're a fan of Dark Crystal, they showed us the first episode. Oh, okay. And it did not disappoint. Let me tell you, I can I can't. As a matter of fact, I was kind of pissed I saw the first episode <laughs> because now I got to wait a month to watch them all. To watch the rest, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. if you are a fan of the Dark Crystal you will definitely love the new show. Yeah. It's, I think, a prequel. And um, you have characters that you've seen before. So now i got to go back and watch The Dark Crystal because it's been 10, 15, 20 years since <laughs> I've seen that movie. And so to watch it going, oh, yeah, I, re- I remember him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember The Dark Crystal sucked the life out of you. Oh, you know, like it was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But what was so exciting about that panel is you had Mark Hamill doing mm-hmm. a voice. So he was on the panel. So Luke Skywalker is once again in front of me. Anytime I'm around Mark Hamill, I freak out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, he, he, you know, he helped me in my, you know, youth as being Luke Skywalker. So he's Luke mm-hmm. fucking Skywalker and he's standing in front of me. But also, <laughs> like, like, I, you know, if you saw um, Rocket Man, uh, that actor from the Kingsman oh. franchise, and then he played Elton John and Rocketman. He also did a voice. So it was the two of them, plus somebody else I don't even remember because it was like all about them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably nice. almost the director and the producer of the show. So, okay. so to see both of them on stage. So you had Rocketman and Skywalker mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. on stage. So it was nice. It was a night, nice, and of course Mark Hamill isn't so freaking funny he his timing is just great and he received during the panel uh comic-con gave him the uh icon award uh oh. at the panel for just basically representing what comic-con is that mm-hmm. he is he he is uh he is now in the hall of fame of being that just like stan lee and and whatnot uh promoting this kind of thing that we all are fans of, and that is comic books and movies and, you know, you name yeah. it. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool to see Mark get that award. Uh, so yeah. that was really neat. 
So I had to leave um, before Game of Thrones because my panel, The Rook, uh. <laughs> had a panel at the exact same time that, oh. of course, Game That's of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Wow. So I was expecting six people in my panel. But believe it or not, there are diehard fans who love yeah. The Rook, who have uh -huh. read the book. And then I'm really fearful that they read the book, but they don't like what the show's doing because the show veers away from the book, like many other shows do. Right. <laughs> and um, so I was fearful that how they ask questions about that. Everybody there was loving the show. Okay, good. So good. it was so it was so good for me being working on the show and then be around the fans of it and how they were like, Oh, is this going to happen? Or that's going to happen. It's like, Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know how it all ends. Yeah. Um, but to see their excitement in the show and to be around fans who are truly into the show. I forgot what that felt like, you know, cause you know, the walking dead team wolf or, or right. I should say, the nation teen wolf. You know, when you're like, you work so hard on these things, yeah. you know what I mean? And you see the ratings and that's all you really see. But when you get in a room with people who really enjoy not only what you do, but what everybody does on the show, every, you know, every, like you can feel that energy. And that was kind of fun bringing that like, oh yeah, this is why I do it. Mm -hmm. Entertain mm -hmm. and have people really be into it as much as I'm into you know, I can't say I'm into the Rook because I work on it, you know what I mean? So it's more of a working relationship with them. And I enjoy it, but I'm not a fan of it because I work on it. I enjoy working on it. I want to go back and keep working on it, just like mm -hmm. Z Nation or Team Wolf, you know? Now, but I guess since I see how the sausage is cooked, I can't be a fan. But yeah. For, for that something that, like, if you were working on it and you you had read the books and everything, mm -hmm. how would how would that make your job different i mean because you know that there are going to be some differences from book to show i would just be more um you know in the book blah 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 and then they'd say well we're not doing the book and i'd be okay shutting up <laughs> yeah yeah you know, so you have to kind of forget what you already know yeah i think in that okay. i think uh you'd have to do that in the um walking dead universe yeah yeah so if you had read the the Walking Dead comics before you were like an editor on the Walking Dead or something. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think if there was a show. Yeah. I don't think I've. Hmm. Do you need to read more? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> I, you know, I just. I, you know, I just so it's an interference. You know, no, I always say never work on what you're a fan on. But oh, okay. at the same time, it would be so fucking cool to work on something you're a fan of. Mm -hmm. So I just haven't had that experience where I got like, if I got on a Star Wars show, you know what I mean? Or if I got on a Star, Star Trek, Trek show, yeah. yeah, I would just be freaking out. Yeah. And yet, and yet, then I would be able to voice my criticism of the show once I work on it saying, well, I'm, I, I, I just really don't like what this is doing here, you know? And mm -hmm. so would that allow, would that give me satisfaction that maybe I could change some of the things that I don't like in the show? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. By just saying, well, I, you know, if we change this or cut this out, 
then this would play better. And I think the fans would like it better because I'm a fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it would be an interesting dynamic. And then, of course, sometimes, you know, working on something like a show is really hard sometimes because of the visual effects or the complexity yeah. of the story. And then yeah. you start to not, you know, like it. So it's like, that's where the never work on what you like. But at the same time, yeah. <laughs> so it's tough. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it, you know, and luckily, you know, uh, well, luckily, unluckily, I haven't worked on something I'm a big fan of. I would die to work on Battlestar Galactic if it got reboot. I would die mm -hmm. to work on Star. I would die to work on Star Wars. I would die to work on Star Trek. You know what I mean? I'd mm -hmm. die to work on Orville. I hear Orville is a very hard show to work on. You know what I mean? But it would just, it's a show that I really enjoy. I know what he, he's trying to do. And I respect that. And mm -hmm. I got to put up with, with whatever the complications of that show are. No, yeah. I mean, what do you, on. it's a hard show to work on. It's, it's, it's just, just because it's very visual effects heavy. I, okay. Okay. You know, for one, that makes it very hard. Uh, so uh, when when you do, is, is when it, you do uh, who's the uh, showrunner, the creator? Well, the creator of the show, uh, Seth, Seth, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, he is very passionate and very right, right. picky about every aspect of the show. Yeah. So a great example <laughs> of this, and he said this at his own panel for the Emmy consideration, mm -hmm. is that he was going back after the panel to keep working on the sound mix and the episode airs the next day. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I mean about hard. He, he has to get it a certain way. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's what I mean about hard and you got to respect that. But at the same time, it's, it, you got to know that you're going to work that extra hard for him to give yeah. him what he wants because yeah. it, because the season finale was amazing. The sound design was amazing. The mix mm -hmm. was amazing. The visual effects were amazing. You know what I mean? Like the, he was lifting the quality up and he even gave compliments when the visual effects team won their first Emmy, won their first Emmy, got nominated for their first Emmy this year. He okay. says, these people are so talented. They work so hard for the, for the budget that we have. They always go above and beyond the budget mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. And that's mm -hmm. what I mean by hard because when he said that, when he was going back, I'm like, oh, my God, all these mixers, the, the sound, the stage, they're going to be there late. They're going to be working hard. They're probably working right now and then yeah. waiting for them to come back. And then also the post-producer, the, the PA, the post-producer, the post-coordinator, and the post-supervisor will definitely be staying up all night to mm. deliver the show to the network so that it right. can be here. So then you start thinking about that. See, so that's what I mean by hard. Like okay. you'll be putting in the okay. extra hours because yeah. your showrunner is this perfectionist. And to me, okay. to me, it's like, if that's what it takes to achieve that quality, then I'm all in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, of course, with overtime. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like bring it on i need my bank account filled right. i'll take that make i'll take that long vacation after the show bring it on <laughs> mm -hmm. that's right. so that's what i mean by that you know and mm -hmm. that's why you don't want to work on the things you're a fan of because you, normally you're sitting back on your couch having a nice drink 
or eating some snack or ice cream or something and you're just taking it in and you're enjoying it. Yeah. Well, in this case, you're going to be behind the scenes, working your ass off, making lots of money and seeing how the and seeing how the sausage is made. Right. And that's what you'll be thinking about when you see that scene. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I were, I stayed up all night to finish that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there you go. Yeah. If that helps explain a little bit of it. Yeah. So, uh, so the, uh, our panel was great. Um, and, and it was great to, to have something at Comic-Con this year. So that was amazing. And then I think by then we were pooped out and left. And then we came back the second day. We explored around outside, got to see the card, the Star Trek uh, card exhibit. Outside, okay. what they're doing at Comic-Con now is they've expanded outside of the, uh, outside of the main, what do you call it, main convention center. Mm-hmm. They've realized that, like the Orville, he decided, I'm going to have an Orville little museum thing. I want to put the costumes, the yeah. models, the <laughs> the costumes, the the makeup, uh, you know, and even have a little photo spot that you can actually hold the prop mm-hmm. guns from the show, which was very exciting because these things were so beautiful. They had to be the real things that they use on the show, okay, you know, uh, and I was able to hold one and pretend like I'm uh-huh. shooting the little creature from this season, you know what I mean? And so as a fan, and then in Picard, the Picard exhibit, they were kind of just kind of giving the history of who Picard is and then pulling out some artifacts from Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, Mm -hmm. They made some miniature models, which maybe we'll see in the show, maybe not. Maybe they were just made to show you like his first command uh, ship. You know, uh, it was great to see that model for that. And they were really well-made models. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll see them on the show. Maybe, you know what I mean? So maybe mm-hmm. I was looking at some stuff that we're going to see. Of course, the stupidest thing they did, they had a little souvenir shop thing where you can buy the shirts and everything. Right. But, you know, Picard has a winery. Oh, yeah. And so they had the cases of wine that they used in the promo trailer all there and i'm like you idiots you need to be selling that stuff right now because i would have walked out of here with the case mm-hmm. <laughs> well and there, there's also other special rules if you're going to sell alcohol so they really couldn't <laughs> yeah well i'm just saying i would have bought a case and walked out with it exactly okay? so i'm saying get, get that merchandising figured out uh i do know right. Team up with uh, a my, yep my neighbors my neighbor's son works for the winery that is currently putting out the specialty wines like the walking dead wine. (laughs) So the walking, the walking dead can have a wine. We can have the Picard, you know, Game of Thrones has wine. Game of Thrones has, has the wine. Now I do feel that Picard's wine has to be the next level up in terms of wine, that it can't be a $12 bottle. It needs to be like a $25 bottle of wine. I don't know why I think this, I just feel that Picard has, since he's captain of the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or maybe the future wineries have to be, you know what I mean? I got to tell you though, the Game of Thrones wine and the um, Walking Dead wine, those are pretty good wines. You know, these little custom fun wines that they're making now um, are fun. And did you know, speaking, uh, yeah. And uh, what's so fun about their wines is they have an interactive app on the oh, phone yeah? that you can download. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you see Rick Grimes on that label. He actually turns around and interacts with you on your phone. Oh 
Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's really cool. Like a little scene state, the wine. And it, it's so trippy because you can move the wine bottle as you're watching it and it'll move on, on, <laughs> on the phone with it. So it's like a three dimensional. It's pretty trippy. You should check it out. Just download the app and walk into the store. You don't even have to buy the wine. You could just start <laughs> shooting the bottles that this winery does and all the stuff will come to life in front of you. It's pretty cool. It's wild. Yeah. So that was pretty much it. And then, of course, it was my wife's birthday. So we we wrapped okay. up around, you know, a little early that day and, and then celebrated her birthday. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I got her, I got her to come. It, it was a miracle. I got her to come down to San Diego. I bribed uh-huh. her, found her a nice hotel with a pool. We took the two grandkids down with us. So she took uh, Peyton while I took Killian to Comic-Con. And so the girls had the girls' days and the guys had the guys' days. Uh, okay. And it had a nice pool so we could all then gather around the pool and be in it till 10 o'clock at night. Uh, nice. And then I, I and then what was best is Patty was my lift. So the mm-hmm. one great thing about Comic-Con that I will say is that you can get in, drop off your party, and then get right back out pretty easily considering how crowded that place is so that was very impressive that we could drive in she could drop us off and then say meet me back here and 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 uh you know a market uh, for all you fans if you want to know this you can drop off at the marriott which is right next to the convention hall and you can also drop off on market street at about seventh fourth between fourth and seventh and market and get in and out without a problem And any Comic Con fan will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because I have no clue. But no clue. Hey. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it is interesting how you can get in and out of there, considering there's like over a hundred thousand people there. And then yeah. the outside, the outside area, you don't even need a badge. You need a badge to get in and see these special things I was talking yeah, about. Right, right. So I was looking at people that were in the outside area, and I would say half of them didn't even have badges so people are coming yeah people are showing up just to take in what's going on yeah and they're not even part of the comic-con badge you know well i mean because it's it's hard to get the badges too isn't it it is is it Uh no it it is you got to be on there when they announce that they're going to do it especially the four day the four day badges sells Mm -hmm. out pretty quickly and the hotels and all Mm -hmm. of that I'm very lucky. I am. I'm. They hand out industry badges, but even yeah. then, I have to fight to get those. You know, like normally, it's I get a. I get two badges. I get one for me and one for a guest. This year, I didn't get one for the guest. It only it was uh, the only reason Killian got in was because this was his last year to get in for free at the age of twelve, and that's one reason uh-huh. why we. That's what that and the reason that I had the Rook down there as a panel were the only reasons I actually went this year. You know, okay. it's like, well, I better get Killian in there before he, I, you know, I have to pay for him, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was the experience. There's our take on The Walking Dead, where it's going. And, um, and of course, other fun stuff that happened along the That's way. That's great. That's I mean, great. Comic-Con is always overwhelming. There's so much going on. Oh, the one panel I didn't mention real quick was they did do a, a panel on the moon landing it was the 20th they were celebrating that they had a panel on the 50th anniversary and they actually got a guy there who helped engineer the uh heat shields as they came back in into the earth's atmosphere he talked about that a little bit the one thing i took away from that is that he said 
because uh, keep in mind, all these people are in their 80s now, yeah. all these people that designed all this stuff. But one cool thing he said, he said, back in the day, you know, we, you know, the, the temperatures that would be achieved on re-entry into the Earth's atmosphere, we had to find chemicals or find stuff that could take that heat. And he yeah. said, we would, read, we would read all around the world about all these scientists developing all these things that could take 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 degree temperatures. Mm-hmm. And we would call up and say, oh, is Dr. So-so in? And they say, oh, sorry, he's in a conference or he's in a meeting or he's just not available right now. Who's calling? Oh, it's blah, blah, blah with NASA. Mm-hmm. Um, one moment. Let me see if he's free. <laughs> <laughs> and he just he got a little choked up when he talked about this, how how it, it became uh, um, people understood what they were trying to do. And okay. so kind of like all mankind, came, all the scientists and all mankind came together yeah. to help make this happen. And, and, um, it was just kind of a cool story. And I do believe that even today, our science community is like that even today, just sharing their knowledge amongst everybody mm-hmm. so that we can all achieve. And not necessarily mankind. Yeah. Not necessarily telling the government that they're doing that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. this and they talk to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and believe it or not, they are going to try to put some kind of, um, um, uh, space station around the moon that'll orbit around the moon. And then from there, they'll launch their little things down to the moon's surface. And yeah, and it, it and, and that is going to be um, a global, there's going to be many countries okay. uh, helping out to get to the moon this next time around. And I hope okay. that when they establish a moon base, they call it moon base alpha, please. For space 1999 <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's what i'm hoping they'll call it moon base alpha the first uh full base on the moon <laughs> so there you go excellent wow <laughs> so one full, okay. episode? one full episode yes i hope you so, I hope everybody listening yeah. enjoyed it and uh uh three weeks we got now two weeks i think till the walking dead comes back. I guess you and I will regroup after those episodes are aired. Yeah. Fear the walking dead. Thank you. August 11th for eight more episodes. I I don't know if they're going to double up some of those weeks or, or what, because I think uh, the walking dead itself comes back in October. I don't know if they've announced a date. Have they? Did they they? did? And I forgot it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I think so, it's late see, October. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think that I think the way it'll work out is I think fear will end and then the next week The Walking Dead will start back up. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll and, be great. Yeah, it will be. So yeah, we'll see. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll go on grudgingly. Well, at least you're watching it. Hey, um, except for the preaching. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, I'll shut it off and stop you know for the day and then catch back up on on the next day so yeah just a little less preaching please a little, but, yeah a little less preaching a little more action we we might have to find another show or something else to talk about oh so. i'm sure there's plenty of shows to talk about all right good like discovery <laughs> you're finally starting to watch discovery i am i am so we, we can, can talk, talk about, about that. We can talk about Emmys are going to be announced uh, shortly. I got to, uh, I got to no. watch a couple more things before I vote for the Emmy, the final Emmys. You know, it's the, the voting, voting deadline. Yeah, I think it's. Oh, 
they announced it and then I kind of forgot because it was in okay. August. I think it's August. August. So, okay. so yeah, okay. I'm binge wa- I'm binge watching some more shows because I can't <laughs> just vote for one episode. I got to watch the whole season. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I'm putting that extra burden on myself, but I, I feel that's the best way to have you. <laughs> no, you know what? I got to do it. Aren't they okay? Is it, are they done or they got one more season? One more season. All right, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> or I'll try after the Emmys. I'll try to start getting in. I don't know when does it come back. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I when know it comes it. back. But yeah, I mean, but there's still that that season four episode that should have been nominated for an editing award, but <laughs> yeah. And, haven't seen that one no so. i haven't i gotta watch i gotta watch it though i did the trailer for mr robot was awesome did you see that no oh my gosh go online okay, and watch the trailer sure. for mr robot i don't know where i saw it but it, it was like i gotta watch the show <laughs> okay cool yeah yeah so uh, yeah so uh there will be plenty for us to talk about and so until next time geek on <laughs>